recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. We just described Ric Flair as Neanderthal <laughs> Man and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Chris. Yo, we going down to Sesame Street. That's, that's, that's your impression of hardcore rap? No. <laughs> Carmella. That would irritate the hell out of me. I'm like, I just want my groceries. <laughs> my ice cream is melting. <laughs> ben. ben. Four halogens in that list. It was, oh, my God. You were like, it's not the halogens. I'm like, no, Ben, no. Those damn halogens got me again. <laughs> and the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and bring it home to you. My name is Jonathan, and this is episode number 254. That is a big number. It sure is. I am here with Mr. Ben Young. Hello, Ben. Good afternoon. Welcome. Thank I you. am here with Miss Carmela Smith. Hello, Carmela. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's good to see you guys again. I know it's been yep. a dog's age. You guys are uh, <laughs> looking chipper and fresh this morning. Af- <laughs> An afternoon. Afternoon. Whatever. <laughs> Still morning. In if you day. just woke up, it's morning. For sure. <laughs> uh, we have some awesome guests today. Yes. First yes. up, we have Mr. Aaron Mayers. Hello, Aaron. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Second off, we have Mr. Mark Adams, all the way from Sporkle with us. Hello, Mark. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me today. It's good to have you. We're going to get to know you guys a little bit better. We're going to start with Aaron. Aaron, tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. My name is Aaron Mayers. I live in the frozen wastelands known as Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> Legitimately, at time of recording, it is 12 degrees below zero out here. Is that Celsius or Fahrenheit? Oh, that's Fahrenheit. I'm close to Canada. I'm not in Canada. <laughs> well, we don't know. You're kind of contagious. You might They might roll <laughs> up on you. <laughs> I'll send some of the cold your way today if you want a little bit of it. You're more than welcome Please. to it. Please. <laughs> I am a professional framer and a part-time trivia host. Hmm. Something fun about me. Someone else who had problems with combating the cold when I was a... Uh, when I was a server back in the day, I got to feed Dave Coulier a couple cups of hot cocoa oh. just to help him take the edge off. That, do you, did you literally like hold the cup and pour it in his mouth when he asked? <laughs> now cut that out. Cut that out. I did not get that. I did not get to cut that out. So I think he was just happy to have someone treat him like a human being oh. at a yeah. restaurant. So what does a professional framer do? Frame pictures? Are we talking about like framing walls when you're building yeah, houses? Framing people. For murder. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you just go and commit things and blame other people? Well, framing people for murder would probably pay more than what I'm getting right now. But probably. Uh, I uh, frame photos for a living. I do photos. I do jerseys. I build shadow boxes. I think that's an awesome I do all skill. of that. I love that. And it's a very rewarding. That's very cool. rewarding, too. Very cool. All right. Well, it's good to get to know you. Now, Mr. Mark Adams, tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. Uh, well, as you said, Jonathan, I am from Sporkle, which is in the state of Michigan. No, I am. I am from. I work for Sporkle, but I am from Canton, Michigan. 
that's where I am today. It is not as cold as Fargo, North Dakota, but I believe we are we're under a freezing rain alert right now too. So I feel your pain a little bit. We're under a black ice alert up here. Yikes. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, something fun about myself. The thing that sticks out right now, which I'll probably talk a little bit about today, is that I am kind of the lead organizer of TriviaCon, which is taking place April 3rd to the 5th, 2020, in just a couple short months down in Las Vegas. So I've been having a lot of fun putting that together for what's actually been over two years now. So And now it's here. So high anxiety combined with high excitement at the same time. I heard there are going to be some trivia professionals at TriviaCon. Really? Is that true? Uh, so that is true. I thought about when setting the ticket price, I was like, God, you, you know, because somebody could get to play a game with a trivia professional like Jonathan Oaks, oh. per se. I've never and heard so of that like, guy. Is he good? $8,000 per ticket for that. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you might be underselling yourself. You call yourself the organizer. This is your baby. This is your brainchild. It is. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, it is. I'm certainly taking the lead on it, but there's a lot of people doing a lot of things for it. And I mean, last time I checked, we had 92 events to the schedule. So, but and those aren't all coming from me, from different people that, and not even just people that are inside Sporkle, people that are outside of Sporkle. So it's really just going to be a three day thing to, to, to get together and celebrate all things knowledge. And as we say in, in, at Sporkle, have a mentally stimulating diversion for a weekend. So, but yeah, you could, you know, one of the big events is our Pro-Am, which Jonathan is one of our 15 pros. So if you've always dreamed about playing on a trivia team with Jonathan, winning some money at the same time, that this is your chance. Come down and you might get to do it. Let's make it happen. All right. So that is going to be awesome. And now it is time for Warm It Up Mark. Yay! Mm. It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. And that's Chris. And sometimes Jonathan. Mark, take it away. It's time for uh, the warm-up game. It is. So, yes, I mentioned TriviaCon to you guys. So my my warm-it-up Chris, or, or warm-it-up Mark today, uh, is about other cons. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys the name of a con, and I want you to tell me what that con involves. Oh. So, And I will, you know, you got to be close, so you don't have to get it exactly right. So, okay, cool. This is a unique one. I like this. You know, I tried I try here. Sporkle, known for their lists. <laughs> <laughs> God. You know, we just did a whole, literally just did a whole, like, branding exercise, and we, we should have just used that. Carmelo, dang it, where were we? I, you know what? A different I, I'm available. You can, I, I, I take commission. <laughs> Damn right she does. She, she's like, I could take a third job. <laughs> can make that happen. Yeah, right. Not busy at all, I'm sure. All right, so we'll start with Carmela then. So Carmela, you'll take the first one, and it is LeakyCon. LeakyCon. L-E-A-K-Y. LeakyCon, they do uh, like internet videos, right? It's it's kind of like a like YouTube people. It's a convention for them and their fans. <laughs> it it is a convention for Harry Potter fans. Harry oh. Potter fans. Oh, like the Leaky oh, Cauldron. Oh, Leaky Cauldron. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Boy, that's a stretch. Yes. There, there are you two people that I know that go to Leaky Con. That's why you said that. This is true. This is true. Indeed. Ben. Yep. Burning Cat. Burning Cat. Burning Cat. Never heard of it. Um, burning Cat. These are lions on fire. Meow. Rambo, run! Your um, pussy's on fire. <laughs> um, this is a better fetch it, money. People that have uh, sexually transmitted diseases. I don't know. Like, it's a con for sexually. So, transmitted I don't know. Diseases. Yes, 
Thundercats. I was going to say Thundercats. If you don't have one when you go, you'll have one when you go home. <laughs> Practice safe sex, everyone. So close, Ben. So close on that. Uh, no, it is actually, it is, they're doing the first one this year. It's going to be in Portland, Oregon, and it is for fans of the game Exploding Kittens. Ooh, oh, okay. When you said that, all I could, all that happened in my head was, excuse me, your push is on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, Jonathan, yours is Vent Haven. V-E-N-T. Vent Haven. V is in Victor? Correct. Vent Haven. Um, it's a con for angry people. Vent. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> you know, they call it the the anus of a bird is called a vent. Is it? I thought it was called a cloaca. Maybe it's the pee-pee. Hold no, the little the you... little part where everything happens down there, so that's a vent. I thought I was going to have the weirdest thing with a sexually transmitted diseases, <laughs> and you just took it to a whole other level. <laughs> Talking about bird genitalia. Well, hey, I had two birds. With one stone. With what? One stone. Oh. oh. Mm. I don't know what vent haven is. I'm going to guess it is a a debate con. That is un- incorrect. It is a con for ventriloquists. Ventriloquists. Oh, ventriloquists. holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like such a dummy. Mm. <laughs> Boo. Oh, 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 I thought that Get was good. Get off the stage. I thought that it's was a good. Little late. <laughs> that, that was. <laughs> All right, Aaron, I got you next. Yay. Uh, Aaron, I've got, I got brony con for you. Brony con. Ooh, ooh, B-R-O-N-Y. Finally one that we all know. Uh, well, don't they say friendship is magic? I mean, really? <laughs> I do. I would imagine this is a My Little Pony convention. And you are absolutely right. It is a My Little Pony convention. Nicely done. Yay. All right, Carmela. Yes. Carmela, I have Bricks. Bricks, L.A. L.A. is for Los Angeles. I'll just tell you that. Bricks is spelled like, you know, the building material? It is, Yep. And I will tell you that bricks doesn't stand for anything. It's just called bricks. So it's either Legos or Minecraft. Let's try Legos. You are correct. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Great like job. It. Good job. Ben, yep. uh, Murfest, or now it's known as Mermania, and Mer is M-E-R. So Murfest or Mermania. This is about mermaids? You are correct, sir. It is about mermaids. Yes. Or merfolk. Merfolk. Yes. Yep. As yes. my Magic the Gathering training has taught me. Also celebrates people <laughs> named Myrtle. Oh, sure. Yeah. Boo. Right. Their merch room is just full of dingle hoppers. Mm. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, Yo. this one sounds really random. Let's see how you do. The Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion. Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion. It's an annual event. We'll also be in Las Vegas. I'm going to say it's a con for people who love Cabbage Patch dolls, which lived on Cauliflower Alley, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong, but I can see Aaron with a really big grin on his face and want to take a stab at it. Uh, The Cauliflower Alley Club Hall of Fame has uh, awards named for people like Luthez and the like as well. I want to say Bruiser Bruiser Brody has an award in there, too. Uh, it's wrestling and I think to an extent boxing as well does some oh, stuff, but mostly it's wrestling. Because of like yes. cauliflower, cauliflower ear? ear? <laughs> yes. Oh, gross. That's correct. Yeah. So Brock Lesnar has taken one too many trips down Cauliflower Alley. <laughs> Apparently. Yes, yes. All right, last one. Uh, Aaron, this is for you. It is the MJ BizCon. MJ B-I-Z-Con. 
MJ Bizcon. Hmm. I have a guess. I have a brutal guess, but uh, I wow, because my mind strayed into much further territories at this point. <laughs> Ooh, I have a pretty decent guess. I think my terrible guess is that it's a convention for people who are into the sales and business of marijuana. That was, that my, was guess. my guess. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is it is a convention for people in the business of selling marijuana. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> well done. Yes. And that Nicely wraps done. up Warm It Up, Chris. Great job, everybody. Wow. Awesome. Uh, today's game is going to be Aaron and Carmela versus Jonathan and Ben. Mark is hosting, and it's time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literature himself, cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. All right, Mark, take it away. All right, let's jump right into it with round number one. My question for you is in the category of Jonathan Takes a Walk. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite trivia host, Jonathan Oakes, decides one day he wants to take a walk to the closest state capital to his home in Jacksonville. But he doesn't want to visit the state capital in his home state. What capital would be the shortest walk for Jonathan? We're locked in. So we're in Florida. Uh, well, you're in Florida. Yeah. Yes, uh, well, the three of us, Jonathan included, are in Florida. He is very aware that he's not in Florida. His heat bill is only $5,000 a month. <laughs> so the closest state to us is Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, their capital there is Atlanta, but that's smack in the middle of Georgia. It's like almost dead center. Right. There is South Carolina. That sits on the, 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 the northeast side of Georgia. And their capital is Columbus. Do you know if Columbus is in the north or the south of South Carolina? I am not exactly sure of the exact positioning of it. Because if it was Atlanta, that would be a super easy question. I mean, it is the first question of the game. And it's not going to be Alabama because it, it only takes about five hours for me to drive to Atlanta. It would take much longer to get to Alabama. But I think maybe the trick is that it's going to be South Carolina. Do you want to go with it? I'm solid with that. Sure. So we're going to say Columbus and lock that in. All right. We also thought South Carolina, but you, I hope that, I hope that you just made a mistake that I've made in the past. I believe Columbus is the capital of Ohio. We went with Columbia. Columbia. Ah, damn it. I did, I did make that mistake. I've made that mistake Uh, before. uh, We said Columbia, South Carolina. Okay, so Jonathan puts on his walking shoes. If he was to walk to Montgomery, Alabama, that's 346 miles away. That's the third furthest. Uh, It would be a 310-mile walk to Atlanta. And Jonathan and Ben are correct. Columbia, South Carolina, is only 290 miles away. Yep. Yep, I mixed them up. It happens. (laughs) I know that feeling. Columbus is over even today. (laughs) 
It's been 500 years and he's still messing with us. I was going to say Columbus. See, I'm a Big Ten fan and I'm a Gophers fan from Minnesota. So Columbus, Ohio can just. (laughs) (laughs) Ben's not a fan of Columbus, Ohio. No, I'm not a big fan. Although I like Columbus a whole lot better than South Bend. Let me tell you right now. (laughs) I hate the Irish. Oh, God. Indiana. Yeah, I hate the Irish. And while how you say that. Right. <laughs> you don't actually hate Irish people. No, 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 no. You hate the fight. You hate the no, fighting yeah. Irish. The fighting. Yeah, yes. I, I probably should clarify. You, that. you hate. I don't Nerd hate Don. the Irish. That sounds Nerd really Dave. racist. Now that I say it like that. Yeah, that's what I was like. You be careful with that. Potato eaters. <laughs> Nobody likes you with your red hair. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Before we jump back in, Jonathan, just to confirm, one of you guys are keeping score, right? I don't uh, need to worry about that. I am keeping score. It right, is currently it. 70 to 0. Ben and Jonathan are in the league. <laughs> <laughs> but this is golf rules. So. Right. That's hilarious. All right. Away we go with question number two. The category is three easy payments. What specific product, the best selling product promoted by Ron Popeil, popularized the phrase set it and forget it? You're looking for the product? The specific product that popularized the phrase set it and forget it. Promoted by Ron Popeil. Classic infomercial. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm definitely not a Ron Popeil specialist. Uh, me either. That seems like the most likely, but I, I remember commercials by him. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. I've seen this commercial he's talking about. Yeah, and I feel like this slogan is very familiar. Uh-huh. And it doesn't feel like that area is the right area for it. It feels like it's a different thing. We're not gonna. We're not gonna come up with a name. We might as well just say that. All right, we're locked in. So, Aaron, how good are you at infomercials? Infomercials. I am a child of the '80s and '90s. <laughs> I also was an insomniac. So, a couple thoughts come to mind. If I'm thinking of Ron Popeil things, I'm thinking of the Pocket Fisherman. Okay. The Mister Microphone. But the one that popped into my head with the set it and forget it. Just because I remember it's these, he would say, set it, and he'd have a studio audience, and they'd go, and forget it. Right. If I remember the product name correctly, it was the Showtime Rotisserie Oven. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be a cooking thing, because I, I remember the, the thing that you're talking about where you had the audience participation. Yeah. That's probably going to be the best that we've got. So, Showtime Rotisserie Showtime Rotisserie Oven. You want to lock that in? Yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll lock in Showtime Rotisserie Oven. Yeah, we couldn't come up with a name. We do. We did know that we've seen this commercial before. It's definitely a cooking device. We thought it was like it was t- a crock pot type of thing, but we couldn't come up with anything else, so we just said crock pot. So again, uh, that question about three easy payments, Ron Popeil. Aaron definitely knows his infomercials and a big Ron Popeil fan. <laughs> Because it is the Showtime Rotisserie. That is the correct answer. Wow, that was amazing. Well done. Well, and then he had like his Uncle Frank on later to demonstrate the knives and the (laughs) all ever sharp. And uh, you can cut through your shoe. And they did cut through shoes. They cut through marble. They cut through a hammerhead, and still sharp enough to slice through a tomato. (laughs) Poor hammerhead doesn't feel good about it. Yep. All right, guys, let's wrap up round number one. The category is live from New York. Amy Poehler co-anchored Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live for several years in the 2000s, 
And during that time, three other cast members served as co-anchor along with her. Name two of the three people she co-anchored Weekend Update with. Reluctant. I think Seth Meyers may have been towards the end of it, but I think he did it with her. And I had thought that Tina Fey was one as well. Yeah, that's what I have written down as Seth Meyers and Tina Fey. Okay, because that sounds about right to me. Okay, yeah, because Seth Meyers did it after her. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe he came in at the tail end. So yeah, we're good. Uh, Seth Meyers and Tina Fey. Sounds good. I had Tina Fey. I had Seth Meyers. And that's what we locked in with. Amy Poehler Coinkard Weekend Update on SNL for several years. You guys gave uh, Tina Fey and Seth Meyers both as your answers. Tina Fey is one of them. She was 2004 to 2006. Horatio Sands filled in for Tina Fey when she went on maternity leave. And then the other person you guys did get right is Seth Meyers. That was 06 to 08. All right. Yes. Stay in love. Stay in love. Ha, ha. No. Score check time. Oh. At the end We're of the looking first, at you to actually do your job. At the <laughs> end of the first round, everybody has 20 points. Ah, ah, ah. Close game here. I like it. Uh, let's get into round two. Here's question number one. Uh, the category is thinking about Australia. Australia, I was in the news a lot lately. Uh, so my question for you is there's been only five U.S. presidents that have visited Australia while in office, including the last four before Donald Trump. Who was the first president to visit Australia while he was in office, having done so within the last 60 years, and doing so to try and gain Australia support for a particular war? All right, Ben, here's our options. I'm down to two. If you feel strongly about that, then we can do that. Do you have any meow meow? If three meow meows is a, is a lock, I have 0.9. What's a full meow? A full meow is I'm at least You're at 33% confident. Right. Like a full, like three meow meows. That's like I'm eighty percent sure. Of okay. Oh man, that's so you got really, like one. You, you, you're saying then that's less than a fifty percent chance guess. Well, but I mean, we're only looking at two choices. Well, so, then that should be. So I have one hundred thirty-three percent. One hundred thirty-three and a third percent chance of kicking your. <laughs> we can go with yours. I'm fine. All right, we're locked in. All right, Aaron. So I'm between two. Okay. If they're looking for support in a war, it's probably they're probably talking about Vietnam. That was my thought entirely. So it's either Johnson or Nixon. And I'm leaning more towards Johnson because his he was more in uh involved with us being in that war than Nixon was. Well I was gonna say that would fit more the time frame of the of the onset too. So Yeah, because both of them are both within sixty years. Yeah. But I, I feel more strongly towards Johnson than than Nixon. That's that was my thought too. Was someone who would want more toward the beginning than kind of in the middle, right? Through, yeah, I'm good with Johnson actually. All right, so we're gonna throw in a lucky Johnson and see what happens. All right, <laughs> with a we, side of McMaple bacon. Um, we actually had a very similar discussion to you. We were between Nixon and Johnson, and I said, well, the the clue that he gave was within the last sixty years, which made made me feel like this would have happened in the sixties, since Nixon did not go to office until sixty nine. We felt like it would be more likely to be Johnson, although Nixon is known for his China visit. So that kind of gave us some some angst. I really, I'm really like, man, he's already in China. He could have just gone a little bit further, go within 500 miles of Vietnam, go to Australia, and then come back the other way, go through the Pacific to get home. Yeah, that's true. But ultimately, we decided on Johnson. All right. So uh, the war, you guys had the war right. It was for support for the Vietnam War, and it took place October 20th to 23rd. 1966 LBJ. Right. LBJ Johnson. Good job, Ben. Woo. 
Woo. All right, that's one. I'll give you a fist bump anyway. Yeah. On opposite teams. Good job. <laughs> Good job, team. Here is uh, question number two. The category is my addiction. The question is, in 2014, what alliterative celebrity launched a men's clothing line called My Addiction, complete with images of herself on some of the pieces? I like your answer better. I do, but I'm not sure I like either of them. All right, we're locked in. When he said alliterative and it dealt with fashion, I don't know why my brain strayed promptly to the Kardashians. Yeah, I have, I have, I have KK written down, which really yeah. could be any of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> plenty of the first. I'm just trying to figure out which one has the talent. Uh, it's probably more Kim than any than the other two. Though we could just say Kardashian, and that would encapsulate, you know, like half of them. 2014 this is probably going to be kim if if we're going the kardashian route which is the first thing i wrote down it's probably kim yeah and i'm also thinking which of the three would most want to prominently display their face on everything and yeah she's she's the most bankable as far as her face because she's the most well known um do you want to go kardashian then if prompted go with kim sure so okay let's do that we're gonna say kardashian um, we had a similar conversation, um, with a category, my addiction and alliterative, the first person I wrote down was Lindsay Lohan. Cause she's very famous for her battles with addiction, but we discussed it. We felt like Kim Kardashian is more likely to plaster her face on things than Lindsay Lohan. So we also locked in with Kim Kardashian. Okay. Uh, my addiction 2014, you guys definitely, uh, on, on the right track, but yeah, Ben, Ben was more on the right track. Oh, and then, oh no. I did think about Lindsay Lohan, but I didn't think 2014 was going to be a good year for that. Yep. That was Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> my addiction. Bam. I'm sorry. That was two in a row. That no, don't apologize. I, I went your way because I didn't think that she was vain enough to put her face on stuff. So. She is. Apparently so. Apparently. <laughs> we even thought my Kim, Kim and Courtney uh, kind of did their, um, their store. They had a store called Dash, so they might have been getting into fashion. So we had a whole logic behind mm-hmm. it and everything. No, I just thought the year was off. That's why I didn't bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> All right. Here we are. Last question of the round. Question number three. The category is, you can't do that. The question is, in January of 1998, 19 different European nations signed the first international agreement to ban what practice? Again, 1998 of January. 19 European nations signed the first international agreement that banned what practice? What if it's that? That's interesting. I feel pretty good about that. Because this is around a time of this. It was right after that came out. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. We're locked in. Mm, Thoughts? (laughs) There are so many. Yet they're not leading me anywhere, <laughs> These, these uh, questions don't have the clues that are leading us to a place, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. 1998. 19 countries. See, my thought was, uh, as weird as it might sound, banning the practice of, it, weirdly enough, fishing for whales. No more whale poaching at all. That's not a bad idea. I was thinking it's going to be something environmental. I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I also, I don't think this is right, but this is around the time where we uh, in the U.S. started banning smoking indoors in public spaces. Oh, but I Ooh, don't, I, like I don't know if Europe 
did that, you know, because you think about, you know, places like France where smoking is still pretty common. Or I don't know if it's still pretty common, but culturally it, it was pretty common. But I do like the, the whaling thing. I was 10. I didn't really know what was going on in Europe at the time. <laughs> so. I had, you know, I have the feeling of thunder, but it's mostly just indigestion on that answer, to be honest. I... Well, Which one do you feel strong? Totally different kind of thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so long as you're not thunderstruck in the end, that's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> the problem is more the lightning. <laughs> do you want to try smoking indoors? Do you feel better than uh, about that than whaling? I think that's a really solid answer. I really do. Okay. Considering it, I mean, considering it wasn't long after that, the United States and states did start adopting that policy of right. smoking indoors. So it feels like. Sometimes it just feels like the United States is just following what the cool hip kids overseas do sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Smoking, uh, smoking indoors. So Ben's first thought was smoking indoors. Mm-hmm. I disagreed with it because I said countries don't have to band together to do that. So that was my logic there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also wanted to go with something pollution based, kind of fracking maybe, or dumping water, or dumping chemicals into water. But then we said, what if it's animal-based and, like, fur trading, that kind of stuff? And we landed on whaling. So we locked in with whaling. Yeah. I, Jonathan, when you said animal-based, I thought you were going to go there. Uh, so this is 1998. This was hot off the heels of a big news story in the uh, mid to late 90s. So the European nation said no to cloning because Dolly the Sheep had just no been cloning. specifically Specifically, human cloning. But Man, that's twenty-two years ago. I don't remember what was happening in nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> kidding me? That's interesting. I feel it? bad about that one. You mean uh, you feel bad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I stuttered in my voice. Sorry. Did, didn't that cloning? I, I I remember you asking a question a long time ago. The cloning actually initiated in Scotland. Is it yeah, Scotland? In Europe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. After it was the Scottish University. After the second round, score is thirty to thirty. Dolly the sheep. So round number three, once again, you can't do that, is the category for question number one. This time, I'm going to ask you about something in 2007. So in 2007, more than two dozen staff at a New Jersey hospital were suspended without pay for violating federal law when they looked at the medical records of what actor who was admitted for minor injuries due to a motorcycle accident with his then-girlfriend. This was also big in the news. So maybe it's one of these guys... So then that could be like one of these guys. Yeah, I thought maybe that too. 2007. That's maybe. definitely that range. That too. That that would have been a huge news story. Because he was the big, probably yeah. the biggest star at that time. I'm trying to think all sports in New York. So basketball's out <laughs> <laughs> at the time. <laughs> You're revealing strategy, Ben. I'm sorry. All right. I like that answer. I think we should probably go. Oh, also, in the question, he said, so it could be somebody that's this now. So Maybe. that would definitely eliminate that person. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it does. That doesn't imply that. No, but it does imply that this person is famous for. No, he's famous for that. That's he's famous true. for that. That's, that's, that is true. No, he's famous for no wives, not no girlfriends. He has plenty of girlfriends. But not public. Not oh, public. what about. Uh, I like that. I like that. We're guessing. I like that. Oh, no. I don't know. Fine. We'll lock in with your answer. I don't think it's right, but we'll lock in. All right. 
Carmelo. Yes. I am I am yielding the uh currently on this one. I am yielding the not present today Chris Hollister approved bango nothing on this. Thoughts go, thoughts come. I, I, I'm drawing nothing on this. Do you have anything? So it's got to be someone who was pretty big in 07 for them to, for <laughs> for for two dozen people, to, or no, right? was it, it was 12 people, uh, to violate HIPAA in order to do this, like risk their jobs. Yeah. So New Jersey, were they filming in New Jersey? <sighs> I think about actors who are, you know, who are motorcycle guys. Yeah. So that makes me think of people like Johnny Depp. I don't know if he was married at the time because he he was married for quite a while to. Was he actually married to Vanessa Paradis or was he? I thought he was, but you know what? They may not have actually been married. They were together for a long time. But you're right; they may not have actually been married. I know they're not together anymore. Question. Sure. I don't know if you know the time frame of it. When was when did the movie Black Mass get released? Mm, not familiar with that movie. That's the movie about Whitey Bulger. Oh, it could have been that time frame. I don't know if it, it's either around there or later than that, and I'm not sure which. Mm. But if it, but if it is, that would yeah. Because I mean, that's my best guess. Because it's, it's all guess. Because it it's right in the middle of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think the last movie had come out either that year. Or around that time, you know, the original three. Yeah. So he would have been super popular at the time. And he is known for riding motorcycles. And he is a a serial dater. So. I think that's a good answer. I really do. All right. We're going to go with Johnny Depp. We had no idea. We ended up going athletes. And we said Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. All All right. So Tiger Woods, uh, one answer. And Johnny Depp, another answer. I did indicate in the question that it was an actor. Oh, f***. So it is not Tiger Woods. I did write actor down. <laughs> Didn't you see him at that press statement? The, the press statement he did after the whole thing. Never mind. Yeah, right. He's a terrible yeah. actor. <laughs> yes. This uh, was in at Palisades Medical Center is where this happened. The then girlfriend was somebody named Sarah Larson. And it was George Clooney. Oh, um, yeah, that makes sense. I also thought about George Clooney, but I was like, no, nah, that's not right. No, we were taking wild guesses. I have no recollection of this event. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's go to Hall of Famers. Question number two. What Grammy Award winner who died in 2009 at the age of 94 is the only person to be inducted in both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well as the National Inventors Hall of Fame? His initials would be something that is also related to music. I've got a good thought, Carmella. All right, cool. We'll talk about it. Sounds good. What's that guy's name? Oh, it's this. We're locked in. Uh, I'll put you at meow, 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 meow on this one. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's got two meow, meows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two meow, meows. So the thought that went through my head was inventor, rock and roll. And the thought that immediately jumped into my head was the man who created the electric solid body guitar. Okay. Well, at least he's credited with it. He is also... Uh, Worked a long time with, I believe it was his wife, Mary Ford, and his initials would be suitable for a 33 and a third player LP. I would say Les, Les Paul. Paul. All right. Yeah, no, I agree. That is Le- that, that's going to be Les Paul. Yeah, I was, was, all- was going to think, I'm like, who made a bunch of instruments? Um, so yeah, 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 I'm good with that, Les Paul. Let's lock in, Les Paul. And we locked in with Les Paul. 
Also, Mark, be real careful with your reactions when people are talking. <laughs> I realized I did it right as I was doing it. <laughs> like, okay. He was just excited for me to get one right for once. We had locked in so, already, so. You were so thorough. And I was like, yeah, you definitely don't have this one wrong. <laughs> so it is Les Paul. Nice job, guys. I so taught Steve Miller how to play. Yeah. Yep. Last question uh, here in the uh, third round. And it is trivia of the future. Of the so future, future, future. The locations of the Summer and Winter Olympics have been announced through 2028. Of the officially announced countries that are set to host the future Olympic Games, tell me one of the two countries that is the least populous. Hope you know some of them, because I don't know any of them. I know some of them. I know none of them. Unless the answer is none of it Canada, because I know none of it. Boo. It ain't that one. You're right. It's not that one. I think that's right. I know they're they're going here. So that's probably a correct answer. I'm afraid I can be no help to you. I Damn, really where are the 2020 Summer Olympics going to be? Holy crap, I don't know. Do we have to pick one of the two or one of the... You only need to give me one answer. Oh, so if you have with, yeah. one of the two, you're good. Let's go with that. All right, we're locked in. Uh, I don't know where. I think, I think the 2024... Summer Olympics are going to be in the U.S., but that's all I got. Okay. Um, I don't remember where 2026 is. The ones that are coming up this summer are going to be in Tokyo. Okay. So the ones in the Winter Olympics in 2022, if I remember correctly, are going to be in Beijing again. Okay. So it, I, China's definitely not the answer. <laughs> 20, 2024 is uh, in Paris. Okay. If I remember correctly, the logo for the Paris... I don't know if you can kind of see this at all. Okay. It might be backwards. No, no. It, it, I, I see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought they were here for some reason, but I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Paris. It's supposed to look like the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And I know 2028 is in Los Angeles again. Okay. So that was one I was thinking of. Okay. If, so... If through 2028, obviously, you can rule out China and the United States as having low populations... So that leaves us with two countries and we can pick either one. So France or can, Japan. Why don't we just go with why don't we just go with France since that I'm pretty solid on France being the 2024 Summer Olympic host. Okay, sure. All right, we'll lock in with France. I could not remember who had 2024. I thought it was US like you did 2024. I couldn't remember. I feel like South Korea is hosting one of the Olympics coming up soon. I knew that China and Japan had Olympics coming up. China obviously is not one of the least populous countries on any list. <laughs> so we end up we end up locking in with South Korea. No Ammies, no Ammies, no Ammies, stop. Oh, uh, you guys uh yes. So South Korea already happened. Uh that was just recently. Oh, I believe it was 2018. Oh. Yes. So uh here are here are the uh the countries. Japan 2020, China 2022, France 2024. Italy, 2026, oh. and, the, and the U.S. in 2028. So I would have accepted Italy or France. Ooh, yes. France. So nice job to Aaron and Carmela on that one. I didn't even watch the think. Winter Olympics. I, I did. See, I did see some of the Winter Olympics. I didn't watch I didn't. it. At all. What was I doing? Uh, 2018. What were you doing? I don't know. And I can thank only Connect for helping me out with this one. At the end of the third round, it is 50 to 40. Carmela and Aaron have taken the lead. Mm. Watches it slowly goes by the wayside. <laughs> All right, midpoint time. Uh, so this is uh, fresh off the heels of uh, 
one of the all-time greats, Tom Hanks, winning the Cecil B. DeMille Award. That was obviously for the Golden Globes. I'm going to ask you about Tom Hanks at the Oscars. So since Toy Story 3 was released, Tom Hanks has appeared in four different films that were nominated for the Oscar for Best Picture. Name those four films for five points each. I'm going to preface this with saying we're recording this two days before this year's Oscars nominations come out. So if the Mr. Rogers movie makes it, I'm not including it here. And um, could this be voice or does it have to be physical? Uh, either one. As long as it came out after Toy Story 3. You know I'm bad at naming movies, right, Ben? Now, one of the good things is working for us is that Tom Hanks is one of my favorite actors of all time. So I've seen a lot of his movies. Nominated for Best Picture, you said? That is correct. Nominated didn't necessarily have to win. Mm, best Picture. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I cannot read. Dude, can you read that? Yeah, you can read that. Look at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We're locked in. The only one I have any confidence is, is the post. The that, post is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was thinking Sully. Oh, Sully. That's right. Yeah, that, that would probably be a pretty good guess. I was also thinking Saving Mr. Banks. Okay. I just couldn't I, remember what movies he was in. I'm like, yeah, he was in all these movies. <laughs> I, had written down, I had written down Cloud Atlas, but then I realized that really wasn't that great of a movie to begin with. I, but. Did, I did write it down just because it was kind of like an artsy kind of movie, just in case. Yeah. I also wrote down it's, Toy Story 4. Um, <laughs> so, not, a bad, not a bad hedge. Like if we, if we need a fourth one, I, I suggest we go Toy Story 4. But the the only one I had any confidence in when I was thinking it was the post that he did a couple years ago with Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yeah. The post is super up there. I thought I thought Sully was up there. I could be wrong. It's not a bad guess. I would be comfortable putting it in there. And then Saving Mr. Banks is also not a bad guess. Um, I never saw it. I mean, I'm familiar with what the story is. Yeah. And I know that was only a few years ago. And yeah. I know that one lauded and rave reviews right so that's three do you want to go with those four and lock that in yeah so the post sully saving mr banks and toy story four i don't think that's i don't think that's bad at all i think that sounds solid actually all right we're gonna go with that uh we went with sully captain phillips saving Ah. mr banks and castaway we had no idea when toy story three came out but we were hoping it was a long time ago Mm, not that long Cast- ago. Castaway was 2000. That's fine. That's totally <laughs> Castaway fine. Castaway before Toy Story 3? Yeah. It very well could be, but we were more confident in that being Oscar nominated than Polar Express, which was our other choice. <laughs> gotcha. Love Polar Express. So for some reference, Toy Story 3 came out in the year 2010. Uh, so the four films post-Toy Story 3 were uh, in chronological order. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Oh, first one. Uh, Captain Phillips is a correct answer. Nice. Good job. Uh, as is Bridge of Spies. Oh, oh he wasn't Bridge of Spies. Oh. Not about him being in that. As is the Post. Well, those are the four. All right. So we each got one. We each got one. Yeah. Five point two. I use Chris as my friend who knows movie stuff because I yeah. know movie stuff. Yeah, I for, I completely forgot he was in Bridge of Spies. At the end of the midpoint, it is 55 to 45, and we're going to take a quick ad break to learn more about Sporkle's TriviaCon. 
All right. So TrivicCon, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Jonathan's going to be there. That's probably the best reason to go. Uh, but there's 50,000 other reasons to go. And that's that we're giving away $50,000 in cash over the course of three days, 90 different events happening there. Uh, there's team events, there's individual events, all kinds of stuff, a chance for you to uh, to flex your brain muscles and, and just have some fun. So I would love to see everybody out there. Last time I checked, I was able to uh, add another state to the list today of people coming. I think we're now at almost 38 states are going to be represented and four different countries. So there's going to be a lot of people there and you can come meet some new friends, see some old friends, you know, see Jonathan, maybe even play on a a trivia team with Jonathan when we do the Pro-Am on Saturday night, which is a big fundraiser for pancreatic cancer research. So TriviaCon, April 3rd to the 5th, 2020 at the Rio in Vegas. Tickets are on sale now over at sporkle.com slash TriviaCon. We're also going to be doing a live episode of Blitz. So we're going to have a fun time doing some Blitz. Oh, nice. Mark, really quick, talk to people who might not be going or might be thinking they shouldn't go because they don't know anybody in the trivia community. If they're just kind of a loner in their own city who likes trivia, what's there for them? I mean, so I mean, I, I'm sincere in saying this, that, you know, one of the things I'm most excited for is I'm obviously in the Trivial Warfare Facebook group. I'm excited to meet some of those people face to face. So you might not think you know anybody, but you're going to have a lot of people that already listen to this show. I would say we're doing a mixer, so you'll get a chance to meet people. Uh, for some of the team events, when you register, you'll have a chance to, to say you want to be connected with a team, and, and there's teams who are always welcoming other people to join them. So if you're afraid of coming by yourself, don't be, because I, I guarantee you by the time you leave that event, you're going to have made several more friends uh, that you look forward to connecting with out, outside of, of Vegas afterwards. And that's my favorite part of it. Like I'm going in, and I'm not connected to any teams going in. I'm just, I'm going to look up and do, I'm going to know maybe like pickup games, you know, where (laughs) you, uh, where, where I'm sure that I'll have the opportunity to join a team of people who are forming for the sake of playing in certain games. So I'm looking forward to meeting people. And you mentioned Blitz. I'm super excited for Blitz because we're doing it as a, as a pairs version that, I mean, I mentioned the, uh, uh, the prize pool where the winner of the blitz tournament is getting $250 cash. Nice. So you got that going for you. So yeah. So good times. Fantastic. That you can immediately go blow and blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When you said go blow, I thought you meant in a different direction. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go see the most expensive burlesque show in the city. Or, you know, just get a big stack of blow. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Also another direction you could take it. That's like 50 shrimp cocktails for me on that. Hey, not bad. <laughs> All right, let's get going with the second half of today's game. All right, round four. Uh, I want to continue on with the theme from our midpoint and ask you one more question tonight about Oscar. So this is Oscar first. Oh, my God, uh, so the, I'm going to die. You're going to be all right. You'll be all right here. All right. The, the, you got kids. You're going to be fine. Ready? The Oscar for Best Animated Feature was awarded for the first time in March 2002 for films that were released in 2001. The runner-ups were Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and Monsters, Inc. What was the third film nominated, which took home the Oscar? It was the first film in what would become a big franchise. You think I know stuff. This is, this is cute. <laughs> You're a pro in the pro-am, Jonathan. Uh, well, no, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I've got a good idea. What do you want to talk about it? Yeah, me too. We hate ourselves. Yep, we do. We're locked in. All right. So we both said that we had a good idea. What's your good idea? My good idea is that Mark is a very good uh, writer. 
mm-hmm. and this question has layers. <laughs> we have the same idea. <laughs> so my, thought, my thought on this was Shrek. Yeah. Because I seem to remember at one of the Academy Awards, them animating every single character that was in the movie and putting them in the uh, audience at the Academy Awards. I want to say it was this year because I seem to remember uh sully and mike wazowski wearing bow ties for some reason so it's definitely the right year for shrek so i I mentioned this in our last recording Uh, today is my sister's birthday and she's 20 and i had to watch shrek three times a day for like two (laughs) straight summers because of my little sister (laughs) um so i I know quite a bit about shrek and it it did spawn quite a few not not just movies but like like little like direct to video kind of things too well, you had the four main movies, and then you also had Puss in Boots, and then you also had right. the TV show from that. Yeah, I'm Shrek, it, I think. Yeah, this is definitely Shrek. We're locked in. They have the right answer, Jonathan. Shrek did not even come up in our conversation whatsoever. We're going to abstain. <laughs> We're not even going to give our answer, because we know the right answer We feel Shrek. so dumb. I told, I, we knew it couldn't be the only thing we ended up going with, because the last question, we ended up doing a Toy Story. Because we couldn't come up with anything. We wrote down things like Madagascar, Despicable Me. We did Lego Movie, Rio, Rango, and all, all kinds of things. We never thought of Shrek. So Well, you should have thought of Shrek because those guys are spot on. Shrek is the correct answer. Yep, yep. We know. We know, Mark. Just so you know, yep. in case it ever comes up again, Toy Story was like 1995. Thank you. Okay. Just so you know. Keep it in your eyes. It's, all, it's weird. Like once you're an adult and those kid movies come out, it's really hard to pinpoint I when they s- came out because that was the period yeah. where I had already become an adult, but I had not yet had children. So all those years running. I I have seen Shrek so many times that I actually start watching the background instead of the main thing of what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the background of that movie. Mm-hmm. You should watch it again. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you guys out with question number two here. It, it is not going to be about uh, Oscars or animated films, and I'm even going to make it multiple choice for you. So question number two, the category is geographical music. The bands America, Europe, and Asia have combined for eight number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100. Which of those three groups had the most of those eight with five? Take a minute. Think about it. And just lock in with whatever you like. Okay. You guys are locked locked in. in. All right. Uh, So I can name the, the three big songs from these groups so america had horse with no name europe has the final countdown and asia uh heat of the moment mm-hmm. so uh which anyone who's ever watched supernatural knows that song very well i'm not quite sure which one would have the most i don't think it'd be america strictly number ones correct right okay I can't, the weird thing is, I can't think of any other Europe songs. I can think of more Triumph songs right now than I can Europe songs. Yeah. That's because of my proximity to Canada, though, right? Right. I can only think of the final countdown. Right. And I know Asia had a couple more other than Heat of the Moment, but I don't think it's that many. Whereas with America, I can think of Sister Golden Hair, which I'm pretty sure was a number one. Uh, I can think of Daisy Jane. I can think of, obviously, Horse With No Name. When I was growing up, I listened to the America's Greatest Hits album, Back and Forth, Upside Down. Okay. Uh, I feel more confident about America, and I will 
fully take the blame if that one's wrong. No, you you have way more logic behind it than I do. I'm just like sitting here. The only America song that I can think of is Horse With No Name. Yeah. And then with Asia, I'm like, Asia's a super group. They probably had more than that, just that one. But yeah, no, your your logic is way better than mine. So we're, we're going to say America. And we said Asia. So the, the three bands, America, Europe, Asia, have eight number one hits. Asia has Heat of the Moment, and that's it. <laughs> Europe not my has the final countdown and carry, and then five of them for America. So Aaron knows his America. Mm-hmm. Those songs are Ventura Highway, Lonely Ventura People, Highway. Tin Man, A Horse With No Name, and Sister Golden Hair. There we go. Well done. Well job, done. I, <laughs> I always forget about Venture Highway. Such a good song. So we go from uh, from music to the wonderful world of tax codes. Here is your question: What <laughs> two word phrase? What two word phrase made famous by a classic board game, currently produced by Hasbro, is in the first sentence in Section five hundred one c three of the Internal Revenue Code, aka the Federal Tax Code? Yeah. Looking for a two word phrase. We're locked in. Well, it's got to be a monopoly. So there are two things that say tax, and that's income tax and luxury tax. And income tax. I was tax... hoping it was free parking. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn it was go to jail. That's <laughs> too, too many, many words. words. <laughs> go to is one word. Uh, but I feel it would be income tax over luxury tax. It is the. Are y'all locked in? No. No, they're not locked no. in. <laughs> see, the first thing I wrote down was luxury tax. Really? Yeah. But would luxury tax be the first thing in a tax code? But 501c3, if I remember correctly, refers to corporations. Corporations make income. Well. Because 501c is a, is a tax. Right. It's a tax thing. That's why I wasn't thinking incomes, because income is personal. Luxury tax is much more of a corporate entity mm. that's my that's my logic behind it right no that's, i get it i um because he just said it's the federal tax code and yeah i would i would see if we're talking about federal tax code the first thing that comes up in a tax code would be about your income not about luxury that's my logic okay so now we have to pick whose logic we like better <laughs> mark whose logic do you like better <laughs> <laughs> I got my poker face on. I learned my lesson. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Germanata. You are excused. I will delegate to you on this one. Whichever you feel more confident about, I am good with. I mean, I know which one I feel strong about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say income tax, and if it's wrong, then you can blame me. Okay. All right. We're we're gonna say income tax. All right. So when you said now produced by Hasbro. That immediately took me to Monopoly because they were formerly uh, done by Parker Brothers. And as you pass go, you, you, the spaces are Mediterranean, Community Chess, Baltic, and then Income Tax. Pay 10% or $200. Now you just pay $200. Uh, so we both locked in with Income Tax. All right. And yeah, you guys locked in really quickly, too. Let me read the tax code to you. I'll remind you the 501c3 is around. Yeah. <laughs> it's around char- uh, charity. So. Here you go. IRC 501c3 provides that a corporation, community chest, fund, or foundation. Oh, wow, it's community chest. What? <laughs> it's community chest, bro. 
Wow. It's community chest. There's no way I would have gotten the that. The hell is a community I, chest? There, there are very few listeners who are going to get that right. <laughs> community chest? What is a community chest? You know who's going to get it right? Like a, People who do tax stuff. That's true. <laughs> I'm assuming a community chest is kind of like the old school war chest kind of thing where funds are sh- siphoned into it and then wow. redistributed as necessary yeah. sort of thing. Scar Barber is like, I got that one right. <laughs> At the end of the fourth round, the score is 75 to 45. Carmela and Aaron are in a pretty commanding position. All right. Here is round number five. Your first question in the category is, I thought that would last longer. The question is, the now retired social media app Vine allowed users to record short videos. What was the maximum number of seconds a Vine video could be? I have three meow meows. I thought it was that. Nope. It's this. I have three meow meows. He's... You didn't say it. We're locked in. No. Oh, sorry. Meow, meow. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, ben says he's right, so it doesn't matter what I say. So we're locked in. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Vine was six seconds. Six Six sounds good to me. I would thought it was like six and a half for some odd reason. Hmm. No, I think it's six because because. The thing that made Vines really funny, at least to me, was the repeating. Because you just kind of yeah. like watch it over and over and over again until it becomes funny to you. But I, I think it's six seconds. I'm good with that. All right. We're going to say six seconds. One of the Wayans brothers hosted like a reality comedian TV show where the, it was different comedians had to do different things. And one of them was they had to do Vines on it. And they only had six seconds to put videos together because that was the max you could do on Vine. So we also locked in with six seconds. And that means we've got an all play because you guys are both right. It is six seconds was the oh. max. Yay. Nicely done. All right. Uh, question number two. Science. 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 Right. Science. Which element on the periodic table? I'll start that over when the baby's not crying. The baby just wanted to say ba- science with us. Did. The baby didn't yes. like the question. <laughs> he did not. He does not like this question. Jonathan, right are now. you the baby? <laughs> Shush, I don't know the question yet. <laughs> science it is. Which element on the periodic table was formerly known as hydrargium? And that's H-Y-D-R-A-R-G-Y-R-U-M. Did you give us a year or anything like that that I, didn't, that I missed? Did not. I. This is straightforward. Go with it. We're locked in. We're locked in. So, what do you think? I'm great with Les Paul in America. I'm terrible at the periodic <laughs> table. Hydradrium. That's not easy to say. Have you thought about unobtainium yet? No. Shut up. I was quiet for you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, but I have thought about atmospherium, so... <laughs> It made me think of hydra- the flower hydrangea. Yep. Which made me think of germanium, like a like a geranium, but yep. I don't think that's right. I mean, it could be. I'm just hoping it wasn't something as simple as hydrogen, but I thought it was always classified as such. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, if you want to go with the germanium, I'm fine with that. Even if it is off, at least it's an idea. Yeah, we're, we're just going to say germanium. We don't know. Locked in? Uh, yeah. All right, so... The way the question was worded led me immediately towards elements whose atomic symbols don't match their names. So I went through that list in my head and came up with HG, which is mercury. So we went with mercury. Yes, the chemical symbol is derived from its former name. And that chemical symbol is HG, and it is mercury. I didn't even think about going that angle. 
Yep. Very well done. All right. Last question. Round five is in the category of let's get super. Name one of the two states that have hosted one and only one Super Bowl. Again, one of the two states that have hosted one and only one Super Bowl. We're locked in. You know anything about Super Bowls? I know that's usually where I keep my super fruits, but... Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not Florida, because Jacksonville's hosted, Tampa's hosted, and I'm pretty sure Miami is has hosted or oh, yeah. is hosting this year. Um, uh, Pasadena hosted a ton, so California's out entirely. Right. They usually like to have it in warmer climates. They do. I want to say New Orleans, or New Orleans has hosted more than once, so Louisiana's out. I think Dallas has hosted more than once. And if not, then the Cotton Bowl has hosted it too, and that's in Texas. So right. Texas is. So we're probably looking at a more northern state. Yeah, I don't think Washington has. It's not a bad guess. I mean, the only place I can see them having it maybe is Seattle. That's the, that's the only place they really could have it, is right? In and I can't see them having it there very often if they have had it because of you know it's raining and it's cold. Well. Would you throw New York out for that then, or? I would, because I'm I'm trying to think of like earlier, earlier Super Bowls, like you know one through fifteen or whatever. Yeah, like where would they host those? You know, the teams. A lot had- of those were in Pas- a lot of those were in like Pasadena or Miami because of the Rose Bowl or right. that. Yeah, the they had the pre-built stuff already. Would New York have hosted multiple times though? I know, well, New York's hosted one in at least the past few years, I can remember. And was that in Buffalo, or would that have been in... That was at the Meadowlands. Okay. Or MetLife Stadium, I guess. Okay, so that would have been closer to the city. And I swear, if it is New York... I'm just saying, hypothetically, if it is New York, and it is was the Meadowlands, <laughs> and we get technicality because it's in New Jersey instead of New York. <laughs> but that's only it's only if it is. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, don't don't the Giants or whatever, don't they play in Jersey? Both teams are associated with New York, but technically right. the stadium is in New Jersey. Right. Uh, Minnesota's out. Yeah. Wisconsin's probably out. Uh, I don't know. I feel kind of good about Washington or somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. You want to say Washington? Yeah, I feel pretty good about that one. Okay. So we're, we're, we're going to try Washington. We'll see what happens. We're locked in, guys. We talked a little, so we talked a little bit about this. Uh, kind of spun around. Um, we said, obviously, Florida's out. Louisiana's out. Minnesota's out. Arizona's out. We weren't sure about California. I felt like maybe they hosted multiple, so we kind of stuck a pin in that. Oh, that was California? Yeah. I thought that was GA. Oh. oh, okay. Well, either way, we yeah, I would have said it. definitely not California. I thought oh, okay. Atlanta might have hosted only one. Sorry, I think I think Atlanta is the other answer. Uh, Jonathan asked me about Michigan. I told him that they did specifically host one in like the seventies or eighties, and then another one in the two thousands because that's where Jerome Bettis retired officially retired at that Super Bowl where the Steelers won in Detroit, where he's from. So I know it's not Michigan. But it was the Silver Dome and then Silver Ford Dome Field. and then Ford Field? Yep. <laughs> So we are actually locked in with uh, MetLife Field in New Jersey. <sighs> All right. Uh, so are you on the, the stairs? Sake, uh, <laughs> I'm on are the you stairs. going down a luge right now? <laughs> yeah, what the I'm heck? On the stairs. Yes. Yes. I'm standing up now because I'm excited for the answer to this question. Uh, so 
Uh, Atlanta, by the way, has hosted three Super Bowls. Uh, so it was not Atlanta. So okay. I know none of you went there. Uh, I will go first to the one that you guys didn't even talk about. Uh, and it was Super Bowl 46. And that was Indianapolis, Indiana. So oh. Indiana. Okay. And uh, just uh, shortly thereafter, a couple years later, in the state of New Jersey, it is the other answer about uh, Life Stadium in New Jersey. Dang Man, it. we needed Washington. this. You were right about that technicality. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. What was funny about. is you talked about the technicality, but you didn't ever stop to say, well, maybe we should go New, New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah. Dang it. Well, at the um, end of the fifth round, it is 85 for Carmella and Aaron to 75 for Ben and Jonathan. Oh, you guys caught way up. Yeah, we needed that bad. Yeah, that. Hmm. All right. Round six. Question Are number one. Are you in one, a new category. room? No, I'm in the same spot I was before, man. No way. You keep changing. It's the lighting. I, just, I stood up instead of sitting down. So he's standing trying, I keep rights. trying to find the quiet zones. Look, when you got a four-year-old and eight-month-old, the, the quiet zones change oh, every couple minutes. So, so, I feel that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number, uh, number one in round six. Same but different. Since the beginning of 2013. You're right, dude. I do give a lot of years to my questions, don't you, I? Like every other question it. has had one. <laughs> and, That's and usually the primary clue, and, which is <laughs> the reason that I feel like I've been struggling is your primary clue a lot of times is the year, and I don't do things by year unless they're like true history. All right. Well, let's see how you do anyways, because I don't have time to rewrite it. So <laughs> since the beginning of 2013, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, The Weeknd, and Justin Timberlake have all reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with songs that have what word in their titles. Again, since the beginning of 2013, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, The Weeknd, and Justin Timberlake have reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with songs that have what word in their titles. I feel good about that. We're locked in. So? I've got a thought. All right, what's your thought? Macklemore and Ryan Lewis can't hold us. The Weeknd can't feel my face. Justin Timberlake... Uh, can't stop can't the feeling. Stop the feeling. I'm thinking the word is can't. can't. Yeah, no. I was, I was, I was trying to approach it from the weekend, which is can't feel my face. Because I don't know how well Starboy did, and that's only one word. Right. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's can't. I think you're right. What? Yeah. Want to do it? We're doing it. Can't. Can't stop the well, feeling. We locked in with can't. We said can't. And you guys all locked in correctly. It is can't. You had the songs right. Can't hold us. Can't feel my face. And can't stop the feeling. Nicely done. All right, question number two. I used to be bigger. For almost nine years before Texas was admitted to the Union in 1845, there's your date, Jonathan, which U.S. state was the largest by total area? Again, for almost nine years before Texas came into the Union back in 1845, which U.S. state was the largest by total area? Okay, we're locked in nervously. All right, so... It would have been the largest state from 1836 until 1845. I have a thought. Do you have a thought? 1836 to 1845. Yeah, that would be the gap, wouldn't it? Yeah. My thought is it's Florida. That's my thought. That was my thought initially, too. Yeah, because Florida's pretty big. Um, And that's about the right time frame for when Florida became a state. Because it's not going to be any of the original 13. Right. And things like Ohio and West Virginia, those are those are smaller than Florida. I, th- I think it's yeah. I think it's Florida. I think I I feel solid with that. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go with Florida. I'm worried. I don't know if Florida's bigger than ours or not. That's scary. I don't I don't think that's the right year for Florida, but we're gonna find out. Um, so we oh, were thinking. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah, we Carmella grew up here. She probably knows the date. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So we were thinking about, I could not get away from the Missouri Compromise. I was kind of talking through kind of where the where they were going to draw the quasi-Mason-Dixon line. But that's the biggest state that we could think of at the time because that was right after the West started to open up from Lewis and Clark. And we felt like a lot of those other, like Kansas and Nebraska, were still territories at the time. You guys went with Missouri? We went with Missouri. So gave you a couple of things in that question. So again, 1845. I also mentioned total area. Before I try to answer, I just... Ben, you're you're one of my favorite hosts on Trivial Warfare. You know why? Oh God! Where are you from, buddy? Oh my God! Where are you from? Buddy? Oh my God! Please don't tell me it's Michigan. Please. It is Michigan. Oh wow! Oh, 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 in total wow. area. Yeah. So everything ahead of it came after that. Oh, my God. Yep. I always forget about the upper peninsula. Right. Ben, you're still my favorite. Don't worry. It's all I good. appreciate all right. that. All right. Question number three. The category is Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. What is the exact title? Yeah. What is the exact title of the Nickelodeon cartoon series that aired original episodes from 2005 to 2011? Had a Jaguar sidekick, a helpful llama, and two troublesome spider monkeys as recurring characters. Again, I need the exact title of the Nickelodeon cartoon TV series that aired original episodes from 05 to 11, had a jaguar sidekick, a helpful llama, and two troublesome spider monkeys as recurring characters. I'm out, Ben. I got no idea. None. You got a blind deer and no idea? Yeah. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. It's Wait. really hard singing a song in your head without giving anything away to the other team. <laughs> okay. Pick one. Sure. Sure. Yes. Okay, We're locked in. I'm pretty sure the character is Diego. Uh, from He's Dora's cousin. Diego, go. What did you say? Go, Diego, go. Yeah, I was thinking about, I'm like, is it Diego, let's go? But I think go, Diego, go is the right answer. Or is it let's go, Diego. Yeah, see, that's the part where I'm struggling. As I wrote down, let's yeah. go, Diego, and Diego, let's go. It could be, hello, San Diego. Shh. Well, we're not talking about a sneaky-fingered filter, so. <laughs> oh, the, I... first, the first thing I wrote down was the Wild Thornberries, and I went, no, that's too early for this. Then the next thing I wrote down was Dora the Explorer, just because there was mention of the a llama, a jaguar, and spider monkeys. No, so I, I very... Yeah, I, I can see the the jaguar with diego i can i can see that in my head again i had a sister who was very young at this time swiper no swiping yeah it might be go diego go there's definitely a go in there yeah there's a go in there because it's the rhyming right which is why i was like diego let's go or let's go diego but i think i like go diego go better so you want to try that yeah, once again, you can hold it against me. If you want. We'll, <laughs> we'll lock in with Go Diego Go. I was trying to think of a lamb chop because it was the song that does it. I was like, okay, it's, I think it's this. And I was saying that the song that never ends is Barney. And he was like, it's Barney. I said, I know that. I, I, I agree no, with you. That's However, right. that song is popularized by Lamb Chop because I could see Lamb Chop singing it. Yeah. The, it and then it I said Lamb Chop is like the 60s and 70s. And I was like, no, but I remember there being a, a TV show around this time that's featured Lamb Chop. 
So then he was like, okay, he didn't like lamb chops. I'm like, okay, whatever. So then I was like, what about Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood? Because And that, then we both said, ooh. That seemed good because the other animals. But PBS. Daniel Tiger's a PBS. So I was like, you're right. So then he was like, what about Dora and Diego? I'm like, well, I didn't watch any of that. He said, I think it has something to do with Diego. We didn't know the name of the show, so we locked in with Diego in Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dan Patrick's uh, favorite show. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, so this was a spinoff of Dora the Explorer. It did involve the character Diego, and the name of the show was Go, Diego, Go. Wow. Nice job. Good job. I was feeling Ooh. like that was going to be it the whole time, but I just didn't know the name of the show. If yeah, my daughter were born 10 years earlier, I would have nailed that 100%. Yeah, the, uh, the song that runs is definitely Lamb Chop. And yeah, which is funny because you really? and and I was just thinking yeah. like you guys are like you just keep going and then I was like this is a song that Wait, never I, was, I thought you could read his no, paper that was no. no that was exactly the song that was yeah. exactly the song I was thinking about uh, I was just I was saying I was doing because you guys were taking so long um, <laughs> <laughs> by the way I I was looking it up uh, Florida became a state in 1845 as well mm, so I thought it was earlier okay good yeah. Ben to help you with a little clarity mm-hmm. and Jonathan's right a uh, lamb chop was a character from the 60s with Sherry Lewis. Mm. But it continued through about the mid-90s when they did Lamb Chop and Friends on PBS. Mm. And it always ended with the song that doesn't end. So, okay. okay. And Barney was, if you'll forgive me, I love you, yeah. you love me. Yeah. That's so. a great Barney voice. <laughs> also, I, I would not I, read your paper. Well, you started singing the song that he wrote down the name of. It seemed really convenient. <laughs> she wouldn't do that. It's I'm seemed, not saying you were. I'm like, wow, is she like? It seemed like a it seemed like a strange coincidence, but I knew Carmela wouldn't do that. I agree. <laughs> Going into the gauntlet, the score is 105 to 85. Carmela and Aaron are in the lead. The gauntlet category today is trivia con. Trivia con. <laughs> it could be literally anything. We're locked in. Our wager is locked in. Question number one in the gauntlet category trivia con. Ricardo Montalban would easily be able to tell you that the subtitle of the 1982 film Star Trek II is this. Ben, we're locked in. It's that. Yeah, we're locked in. Okay. Now here's question number two. Headquartered in Chicago, what company produces a wide array of food brands, including Hunt's, Healthy Choice, Orville Redenbacher, and Slim Jims? We're locked in. We're locked in. All right, question three. Question three was, what is the name of the mass media company that prints the magazines Bon Appetit, GQ, Vogue, as well as their namesake magazine? Carmela, I can lock this in. All right. We're locked in. All right. So the first question was, Ricardo Montalban would easily be able to tell you that the subtitle of the 1982 film Star Trek II is this. What did you guys have? We said The Wrath of Khan. We also said The Wrath of Khan. The second one was headquartered in Chicago. What company produces a wide array of food brands, including Hunt's, Healthy Choice, Orville Redenbacher, and Slim Jims? We struggled a lot. We almost locked in with Contigo, which is a thing that I don't know what it is, but it's in my head. But Ben, at the last minute, pulled out Conagra, and so we locked in with Conagra. I can tell you what Contigo is. What is it? They make travel mugs for coffee. That's it. Yeah. There we go. It's been, I've been staring at Contigo on a coffee mug. Yep, yep. See, I hope that makes you feel a little bit better. Uh, Aaron's the one who pulled this one out. What did you say, Aaron? I locked in with Conagra. All right. And the last question was, what is the name of the mass media company that prints Bon Appetit, 
JQ, Vogue, as well as their namesake magazine. And what did you guys have? Oh, did we ever struggle with this one? Mm. We ended up locking in with the fictional magazine called Continental. And again, this was Aaron. And I I seem to remember them being a, like a luxury magazine. It's always about travel and things like that. And I seem to remember it being called Cond Nast. So we locked in with Cond Nast. All right. You guys were uh, were pretty confident uh, with your first one on Ricardo Montalban. Star Trek II is, of course, The Wrath of Khan. Question number two, headquartered in Chicago, the company that makes Slim Jims and Healthy Choice and Robo Redenbacher and all those is indeed ConAgra. Good job on that, Ben. Yes, nice job. And the last one, the mass media company that prints Bon Appetit, GQ, Vogue, and their namesake is indeed Cond Nast is the correct answer. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't going to get that without Aaron. As <laughs> soon as you said it, I'm like, Condé Nast. I've heard of them. Sure, I've heard of them. Wow. Wow. So, um, what did you guys wager? We wagered 19. 19. Yep, you finished with 124 points. Ben and I wagered 55, and we finished with 30 points. So, with a score of 124 to 30, your winners are Aaron Mayers and Carmela Smith. Yay! Yay. Definitely, I wasn't going to get that without Aaron. Not not a chance. (laughs) You guys were the stronger team today. Really well done. You had to write wager. We just couldn't get all the answers. That's right. Well, you pulled my McMaple bacon out of the fire a couple times today, too. So thank you. I'm glad you said out of the fire. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we go, we'd like to give everybody a chance to do shout outs or promote a cause they care about. Aaron, we'll start with you. I just want to say thank you very much for uh, having me on. And I know that by the time this goes out, it's going to have lapsed. But I think it's a cause that's near and dear to us. It's the uh, the Pancreatic Cancer Society. Donate to them. I've lost uh, relatives to cancer. One was one was leukemia. One's was one's been breast cancer. One's been lung cancer. So and us all everybody in the trivia community got hit hard by this one. So yep. I want to say that's it. And of course, stay where it's warm, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want any of what's going on up here right now to come invade you. So <laughs> <laughs> We agree with you, my friend. We agree with you. All right. Good job. Mark, your turn. So I'll piggyback off Aaron there and say that, you know, when we were talking about TriviaCon and the, and the causes we wanted to work around, we it was an obvious choice with pancreatic cancer research, obviously, with the news that's come out. But I think, you know, it went a little deeper just for us. There is a there's a gentleman by the name of uh, Josh Clark who's played Sporkle Live Trivia for a long time, and he passed away uh, earlier in 2019. And I was floored. I went to his funeral, and he, he passed away from pancreatic cancer. I went to his funeral, and I was able to count over 20 people at his funeral that had met Josh through playing live trivia and had become friends with him. And so it's uh, it, it's this one hits home a lot for, for a lot of people. So I'm happy that we're going to be able to raise some funds for that cause on Saturday night at, at TriviaCon indeed. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap us up. So for Mark, for Aaron, for Carmela, and for Ben, my name is Jonathan, and this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Trivial Warfare. Be sure to check out the revamped TrivialWarfare.com as your one-stop shop to submit questions, 
join the community, and get access to over 150 archived episodes. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. For help with your podcast, visit propodcastingservices.com. Sorry, I got up for a second. Did somebody say something about Trick Daddy, or was I hearing things? No, we did. Okay. <laughs> Trick a lot of kids. <laughs> Let's kick this pig. Hey, that pig didn't do nothing to you, man. How do you know? I know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was there. I synced it. You synced it? <laughs> you synced it? Dang it. <laughs> Are you on Brewster Place now? <laughs> what about... Michigan. Michigan's not bad. I was thinking about that. I see a, a, a fine, upstanding gentleman next to you has his best poker face on right now. He's 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 asleep right now. White claw, white claw. Is he is he's, he asleep or is he concentrating on the question too hard at this point? He's three drinks in, so th- this is just this is just Ben right now. <laughs> this is just Ben right now. <laughs> ben, we can talk for like. It's been yeah, it's rare today. I haven't been able to do that very much. Four years. <laughs> Sorry, boys.